The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, November 13th, 2021. Ferry Otego is a new cigar company from Michael Herklotz, who has been in the industry for a long time. He started right down the street from here in a little push cart in the Prudential Center. What is his five-year plan? What has been his struggle so far? We're going to get to that and a lot more. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Michael Herkos, live and in person. I found, How about it? I found out last week that you were actually going to come here. I thought we were going to Zoom in, but it's I'm great. done with Zoom. Yeah? I can't do it anymore. All right. Enough is enough. It is. If there's an opportunity to be together and be in person, damn it. Well, no, it's not around the corner from it. you. It took you a few hours anyway. It's all right. Yeah? Worth it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Came you came back and he got some uh, pastry goodies. And, uh, he did. We from did. my hometown, nice. the Baker's Dozen. Baker's Biggles. Dozen. Bagels, coffee, donuts, coffee. Got donuts. a party going on. What else do you need? Jonathan can't eat those. He has an eating disorder. I can eat anything I want. I just choose not to. Oh, that's your problem. Even Barry, that's why he's so angry. Who's down over one fifty? Barry, one fifty one point one. That's it. Yep, you're going to balloons, baby. That's it. <laughs> and you're going to end up gaining a few, and yep. then you get back, and you're going to go to two hundred. No, I want to lose another. Uh... Another hundred pounds. So I want to go. To you want to lose another hundred? So I want to go to two fifty. You look great, man. Wow. So you want to go another 100 after this? Another 100, and I'd like to push 25 more after that, but I'll be happy with another 100. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Well done. Big deal. Big deal. Um, The Whiskey Miser doesn't say who he's talking about, but he says, look at that cranium. Get that man a hat. Oh, that's Jonathan not wearing a hat because he's dressed up today because we got dressed up because Barry told us we must wear ties today. I said I might wear a tie. I combed my hair and I'm wearing a collared shirt. So, for those of this you that were I am on the, the only one wearing a tie. Well done. It's a hell of a tie, too. Thank you. That's and not tried, just any tie. And I tried to put a, a sport jacket on, but I felt like Tom Hanks in Big. The, yeah. It was my fat man sport jacket. I was going to ask you to make a, a good thing on it, but I was, felt like a little kid asking his dad. Can you <laughs> it looks make, great. It's okay. The, the uh, perfect. Thing, yeah. All perfect. Right. Dimple and everything. Yeah. All right. Dimple and everything. <laughs> uh, milestone today for you. It is a milestone today, which I, I didn't realize until uh, until we were talking about it. Yeah. It is exactly one year since uh, my last day at Nat Sherman. One year today. Wow. Wow. Historic. Historic time. And I'm going to say this to you. You did it with class and dignity and the way that went out. I mean, a little sad, but you did it right. Yeah. You know, it really... Um, it was a it was an unfortunate ending. Yeah, it wasn't the ending that I think we had intended, um, and because of 
COVID and lockdowns and pandemics, uh, people couldn't come and say goodbye. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so it just sort of became part of my process to kind of share it and, yeah. and post videos and let people know what was happening. So some of the regulars, you didn't even get to really say goodbye no, to them. And, not, uh, most of the regulars. Yeah. Most of the regulars we didn't get to see. Yeah, that's sad. That's sad. And we saw a lot of that anyway. But a year. there's a new company. Can you believe a year? Unbelievable. Ferry Otago and the brand we're smoking here is Timeless. Uh, Barry, tell us what about this. Yep, today's first cigar is Timeless Sterling, exclusively for Ferry Otago. It's manufactured in the Dominican Republic, and the size is a four and three quarter by 50 Robusto, featuring an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over Dominican binder and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $13.19, while a box of 10 is $129.99. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. It has that uh, old-school Rothschild feel to it. Just a touch shorter than your conventional Robusto, right? There's something yeah. nostalgic about that yeah. to me. And you made it in boxes of 10. Boxes of 10. Yeah. Interesting. Why was that? Um, seemed like a good idea. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know. There's no, no logic to put in it? Because it wasn't before, was it? Uh, the Robusto was always a box of 10. Oh, it was. The okay. original Sterlings were boxes of 25, right. which were the more elegant, um, uh, narrower sizes. Um, those were cabinets at 25. It's always been um, a little bit of a pricier cigar, and the boxes of 25 feedback from retailers were it's just a tough box sell. Sure. 25 cigars north of 12 bucks. Yeah. So when we came out with the um, the 50 ring gauge sizes, um, we went with boxes of 10 because it felt more approachable for people to be able to buy a box, sell a box. Um, and so when we brought back Sterling now under Ferriotego, we went all boxes of 10. Okay. And you're going to bring back a lot of the old Nat Sherman brands, but this one in particular was you to begin with. Yes. So the, the very first one I did was Timeless, what's now known as Timeless Prestige. We did that in 2011, followed by what is now Timeless Supreme in 2012. And then we did Sterling the year after that, 2013, um, which at the time, this was not exactly following the trend of popularity in the cigar business in 2013 yeah. an elegant graceful full-bodied creamy cigar at yeah. 13 dollars was the opposite of the trend the trend was nicaraguan lajero face melting 60 ring gauge yeah period. but you are calling it full-bodied it is full-bodied okay but it's not strong yes body mouthfeel the weight the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. texture okay we haven't even lit this thing yet let's all right let's it. do it it's time to uh Cut our cigar, the official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And our chat room is waiting on the cold drawer, and they're all saying pretzel dough. Because no they're all smoking along with us, which no is salt. great. We got a 1,000 people smoking along at the same time with us. So when Jonathan says something that's not correct, they can all mm -hmm. agree that he's wrong. That's part of the charm of this care package <laughs> thing. It's a little doughy. Is it pretzel doughy or just doughy? It's doughy. I'll give you doughy. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Hades by Vertigo. 
Check this out. You want to talk about patented Vertigo big-ass tank? I think this is the biggest one that they make. That's why, why it's you $200 for the flyer. Single-button ignition, one jet, easy adjustment, all for the low price of $24.99. That is the Hades by Vertigo. Ooh. I like to carry this in my pocket because it impresses the ladies. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Really. It's a family show, Barry. (laughs) No, no, it's fucking not. (laughs) Uh, So what a ride, and I don't want to get into all of it, but um, it it starts off with a jazz drama getting into the cigar industry. That's how this thing starts. That's how it starts. My first paid gig as a drummer in Boston was um, a c- cigar dinner for Paredes for mm. St. Jude's with Carlito. Wow. My first paid gig as a drummer. And, and, uh, and Carlito came over to us at the end, and uh, he was giving out, I'll never forget, Opus X A's. Wow. Handing them out to the room. And so I wanted to meet Carlito. I was a, I was a fan, uh, having just started. And he said to me, I'll never forget the words, he said, oh, do you enjoy cigars too? Just the fact that he would, A, ask me in the first place as the drummer, but the way he, the fact that he didn't use smoking as a verb, he used enjoyed as the verb. Mm. And I said, I do. And he said, great. And he, we had a trio, and he gave us three Opus X A's. Wow. And I kept all three of them, because I was the band leader, and that's just what I did. And I still have all three of them. Wow. And I actually, I'll tell you another story. Two years ago, we did an event, and I brought one, and I auctioned it. And it went for, I forget, $1,200 or something for the single cigar. And Carlito was there. And I told the story that Carlito gave this to me when I was 19 at this gig. I sold it for $1,200 to Carlito, and he gave it back to me. Oh, my God. (laughs) he refused. He was going, and God was like, "I couldn't believe it. This is for your. This is for your charity." For crying out loud, for Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. He kept going. He kept going. He go, kept going. The guy finally left. Wow. He bought it for twelve hundred, gave it back, and he said, "Don't ever do that again." Wow! <laughs> wow. Isn't that incredible. So, isn't that interesting? The little thing that we we did uh, with your friend down there, you went to high school with, and the, and the little thing that happened. You go, see what just happened here? That doesn't happen in any other industry. Which was somebody gifted me a cigar. Who I gifted them a cigar. Who ended up you coming? Yeah, in let's tell it. It's no, super fast. Yeah, my buddy Seth Jones comes in. He's a friend from high school. He has bought Ferriotego from here, as it turns out. And uh, while Dave and I were chatting, Dave said, "You know, I didn't even see it. Never they, even saw it. They came in. They went out. Sold out so fast." And Seth goes out to his car, walks in, hands you a Generoso that he bought from you, yeah. and says, "Here, you take it." I went and got one and gave it to Seth, and then you gave Seth a cigar from your collection. Yeah. What other industry has that kind of just... And I've seen it a million times. Of course. Yeah. Well, cocaine, I think you'd be likely sure. to share yeah. different... Yeah. Sure. Cocaine. Sure, but that's not really an industry. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. You know. Fair enough. You wouldn't do that in a retailer. So you... you it, and, and, I, and I love always, even if it's a rep that used to have a cigar store or at least working in a cigar shop and then becomes a rep and representing me because I feel like, okay, they know what I they have get to it. deal with. They get it, right? It's not just being on one side. Here you are for 20 years, you worked retail. 
And so you know exactly what it takes to end up selling a cigar through the store. In order to take your cigar brand on, something has to leave. Uh, especially working for Davidoff and Nat Sherman, which you did. Oh, my God, to try to get into there. And you, you want to do it, but there's only so much space, especially in New York, that space is, you know, very expensive for space. Um, this is going to be an interesting ride to see what what you can bring to help the retailer because the retailer is going to have objections and it's not going to be objections. I don't want to take your cigar. I don't have a spot. I don't have this. I don't have that. And then you have to clear up their objections and and give them an answer. We're in a unique position. Um, Ferry Otego obviously is a startup. It's a brand new company. The Ferry Otego line is a brand new line. So we face all the same things that every other new brand has to face. Then you look at the the portfolio at large with, let's say, Timeless right now, which the Sterling, which we're enjoying now, and the Prestige are in market already. We just announced that the um, Supreme and Panamericana are shipping next week. Even though they are new to Ferriotego, they're not new to humidors. Right. And the reality is that there are consumers around the country who have enjoyed these cigars before and and are looking forward to enjoying them again. So the the proposition is different because we're not for every well it's it's different for everyone. For some people, well, Timeless is a brand new brand that they haven't sold. Correct. For others, they've you, done you well. You must be indoors that it never was in. Yes. And you're not indoors that you used to be in as yes. they're right. So How much of a struggle is it combating the fact that this used to say Nat Sherman Timeless? Is that is that something that you're hearing out there in the industry that you have to either correct or do you just let it go? Um, it's not presenting itself as problematic, but I, I think you know for the for the people who really discovered Timeless early in the Nat Sherman um, history, I think it still feels like Nat Sherman and it looks like Nat Sherman. Um, and it should still taste like that, German, because we've maintained it exactly the same. But the reality is it's not, and it's Ferro Tego. But I, I'm not, that doesn't worry me at all, um, because they also recognize it as timeless, and it says timeless, and I think that will, that will just sort of naturally evolve over time, and, and Ferro Tego will just become more and more commonplace. I also have to continue to, like, re- reset my brain because this is exactly seven weeks from our first sale. Mm. And, and we've, we've made a lot of progress in a, in a relatively short amount of time. Unbelievable. Unheard of. But it's, it is still seven weeks. So as, as impatient as I tend to be, and I like things to move quickly, um, to think that there might be a little bit of confusion. And it's seven weeks, man. Right. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people probably still don't know that we're back. Some people probably don't know that... We left. left, right? Right. right. So, What's the, the mindset behind coming up with a new line of cigars when you're resurrecting your old brands? And I'm going to put that in quotes. Yeah, um, because Ferriotego is new, and um, Ferriotego is not Nat Sherman. Nat Sherman um, still exists. Nat Sherman is a Was cigarette. Was it going to be? If that didn't happen, would that have ended up? Not as Ferriotego. Was that thought of as being a line in the future for Nat Sherman? Was this something in the works before? Ferriotego? Yes. No. Not at all. I, I registered Ferriotego. Not the name, but the, the, the blend, the cigar. The, the, uh, um, so, hang on. Let me, let me finish my, right. my train of thought here, and then we'll go back to the blends. Right. 
Ferry Otego was always a dream to do eventually. I didn't know if it would happen, but it's it's my family crest. I wanted to someday put a stake yeah. in. Um, not necessarily thinking that I would ever own my own company, but really? would there be a path to do it? Why did I, with a portfolio of pre-existing, why did I do Ferio? Is to absolutely clarify the distinct difference between the house. Matt Sherman is gone from the premium cigar business. It's a cigarette. Great. And it continues as such. But Ferriotego is a completely different proposition. Ferriotego is a very small family business. And our our ethos, our philosophy, our uh, morals are perhaps shared and in line with some of those from that Sherman in the past. But these are Michael Harklot's Brendan Scott philosophies moving forward, and they're not Nat Sherman. So we take that with us, but we had to make sure that we we laid the cornerstone and foundation for what Ferry Otego will be moving forward. And that is a premium cigar company that is very thoughtful and very deliberate um, in product, in packaging, in experience, in consistency. And to me, the only way to truly launch um, was to lead with my best work. And so that was like that it. was the whole point of Ferio is to yeah. we start with the absolute best I can do. We set that as the um, benchmark, and then we welcome back timeless. Yeah. And then we welcome back Metropolitan later. Okay. The well, very long answer. Yeah. Sorry. Was the the blend in works for a Nat German brand. Not as a specific project, but you know how this works. In in 2011, we were creating blends deliberately for specific projects that we wanted to bring to market because we had to rebuild this business. But as time went on, and you're kind of working on lots of different projects at lots of different times, then you've always got these kind of blends in queue, okay. right? Things that you're kind of tweaking and playing yeah. with, and then you leave it on the side. And so when it's time for a TAA limited, or it's time for this limited or that limited, you kind of go back to the- Base that you have something. Yeah, and yeah. you say, okay, let's try 3B and 4B again, kick those back up, yeah. make a tweak, and let's rock and roll. So for Ferriotego, the Elegancia was um, in a- family of blend development that was in and around the 2019 limiteds. Um, and the Generoso was part of a family of blend development that was in and around the 2019 Epoca and the 2020 TAA. By no means are they the same, but they were part of that same kind of, of uh, projects playground. Yeah. yeah. So we went back to those engaged the factories right almost a year today engage those factories yeah. and said, you know, holidays are coming. Obviously, you're shutting, but this is the work that we're about to do. Let's get rocking and rolling. You're a mover because for people to understand a year, it was a year ago, and it was actually a year, seven weeks uh, that this brand ended up coming out. That's an unbelievable fast thing that ended up happening because just for bands, you may wait nine months. So I think time. It's a worse time to do something like this. Yes, but... Obviously, I didn't print the bands. Yep. I didn't make the boxes and I didn't roll these cigars. So, of course, it, it takes um, pressure and organization to, um, to try and move it forward. But you also, I mean, let's give credit where credit's due. 
cigar rings reprinted every single printed material we needed for Timeless Supreme, Timeless Prestige, Timeless Panamericana, Timeless Sterling, Metropolitan Connecticut Maduro, Host, Host Maduro, and Habano. Cigar rings printed every box label, every filete, every band, times every format. Barcodes. Delivered to Nicaragua, Dominican, and Honduras. It's impossible that that worked, that that happened. Cigar, um, uh, Quesada. Yeah. Full integration into production, front of the line. Placencia Esteli, they're not short on orders. Right. Front of the line. Made everything on time and delivered. And that's years of you doing right by them, and this is the payoff. Well, that's... It's... it's, um, that's a nice thing to say, yeah. and, I, and I, I assume that's probably part of it. But I also think it goes to um, the confidence that they have in the long-term future of Ferio Diego. Yeah. That it's not, just, it's not just me with an idea and I want to get in the cigar business, but they see the same vision and they're excited about getting this back in market. What was just you is pulling up in your vehicle with the donuts and the, uh, the bagels – I was expecting Michael Herklotz that I've only ever seen with an entourage, and it was just Michael Herklotz getting out of the car. I'm like, where's the, where's the entourage? He goes, it's just me, baby. It's just me. That's it. This is a self-employed man now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Those, exactly. Those things cost a lot of money. I, I put the money in donuts, not people. There we go. This time. No, but I notice you connect with every single person that comes in. This is your retail experience that's there that's going to play off very, very well. It's going to come in, come in great. Let me ask you about your customers over the years. Now, this is a big thing to me. I learned so much uh, as, as a guy that never went to college or anything, but I learned from my customers, successful people that smoke cigars that I learned from their business, and they have pushed me in certain... I own the, the properties I own now, the buildings I own, because somebody pushed me and said, kid, you got to own the building or else you're going to be in trouble years from now. Uh, I opened store number two because somebody said, hey, get off the sales floor and work on your next business, not work on on the business, in the business, work on the business. Okay, I end up doing that. Did you have people, as Nat Sherman was going to go away, customers saying, buy it, you know, continue this, you sh- you'll be the one? I had a lot of people say, well, you have to put time in, time in place. Don't forget, it's not like we were open for business, people encouraging me. It was, it was COVID. Right. So leading... Up to COVID, we were we were substantially complete with a transaction with a buyer, and the the transaction being contemplated was the whole shooting match, the store, the company, the brands, the people. That's not something that I could handle, right? I don't have an enterprise that could yeah. support another enterprise, so we just couldn't do it. Um, so lots of people said, "Oh, get some money together, do this, do that," but but I don't think people really understood what the transaction was intended to be, which was everything, there was no way I could do that. So I just, you know, I just explained, it looks like we have a buyer, things are great, and we'll move on. We went through, sitting in my office, talking about all the options that, that, that could happen, that a group of of the customers or something would get a consortium together um, of different manufacturers that end up, ended up wanting to buy it. All these thoughts of, this is the way it's going to go. And at the end of it was, okay, we didn't have a buyer, it's over, that's it. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Well, in fairness, we did have a buyer. We had multiple buyers. 
and we repackaged the deal multiple ways. But ultimately, as, as time went on and pandemic continued and we were still closed, there's no, and it was New York City, there was no light at the end of that tunnel. And if you're a buyer, you're still triaging your business every day, trying to keep your people employed, yeah. bolting on a whole other enterprise, brands, people, property. Who would do that? You know, I didn't. I didn't blame anyone for the outcome. We worked no, really hard. Just, timing was so bad. What what, <coughs> what never happened before happened, and here, yeah. here you were. So, but now here we are. Yeah. Now it becomes Davidoff that comes to you, or you come to Davidoff with the distribution deal, which says a lot because this was a former employee of yours that you went to a com- competitor to down the street. And years have gone, and you gave them a lot of success, and you brought Nat Sherman uh, back from where it was into a different world, and that had to affect them in a certain way. Here it goes. And then you and an old uh, somebody that you used to work for ends up getting together. So there's something good there because you guys both know each other very well. So it's a a very interesting full circle story. Um, But don't forget... When I left Davidoff to join Nat Sherman, one of the products that was made for Nat Sherman was the Metropolitan Host, which is made by Davidoff in Honduras, which is the old um, the Camacho facility r- relationship. Yeah. Yep. So one of the first things I did my first day was call JT, yeah. who I just was with the week before working for Davidoff, called him back and said, hey, just FYI we would like to keep production with you. I have no intention of, of moving it. And, you know, can you help me here? Like get this organized and, you know, I want to wrap my arms around this. So we immediately started working even closer together with Davidoff to build and grow Metropolitan Host. Yeah, but in a different, certainly now you're the customer as opposed to you are the employee. Yes, but it, it was taking a very close familial relationship that had gone on for nine years as coworkers, mm. and just continuing that. Um, and we both had skin in the game because they needed our volume and I needed consistent cigars right. at, at good pricing to be able to deliver it. And so we worked even closer together for the next nine years. So distribution came around because I was constantly keeping our manufacturing partners in the loop as to what was happening. Um, the last conversation I had with them was that we were closing and we didn't sell. So when I called them back a month later and said, actually, you know, don't throw anything away because we just bought it and we're going to create Ferry Otego. We're going to bring back Metropolitan Host. That started that, that conversation of, well, what's your plan? How do you want to go to market? How is that going to work? And then we looked at a lot of different options for how we wanted to go to market. Um, but ultimately, our, our previous and pre-existing relationship with Davidoff um, it just made it. It just made it so easy. It just made it just made sense. Do you consider anything that you've seen Davidoff do distribution for other people that didn't work out? And you say, okay, or is that a, a lesson of it didn't work out for a certain certain reasons and stuff? You know, you have to do certain things, and they have to do certain things so that it, whatever went wrong last time doesn't happen again. I think we both agree that we are all looking forward. We learn, okay. We've all learned from mistakes. We've all learned from our past. We're moving forward. We're moving one direction. That's it. Okay. And we're not going to enter an agreement 
with the expectation of failure. Right. So that's it. And so far, so good. Well, it's unbelievable. So far, so unbelievable. Is there okay, – can, I can ask this after break. All okay. right. So early thoughts here on Timeless Sterling. Initial uh, light, I had a lot of a floral component right out of the gate. A lot of that floralness has kind of dissipated a little bit. I'm getting some earth tones. I think Michael's right. It is full-flavored. It has that full body to it. Full mouth engagement that's happening Absolutely. everywhere. Um, Not a lot of strength. It's it's very delicate as far as the strength goes, nicotine-wise. I'd put it at 3-4, but flavor-wise, it's a flavor bomb. Yeah, way up there. Yeah, the chat room would agree with you on the poll that we asked, uh, 3 to 4 on the strength. Uh, but definitely some earthy tones. is a subtle cinnamon, uh, very flavorful, 8 or 9 on flavor. Very Ch- good. Chat room seems to be saying chai tea. A little uh, bit of a tea flavor. A little bite, a little, little bite. A little bit of spice, but not bite. overwhelming. Yep. All right. All right. We're going to continue smoking. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to look at the rest of the portfolio that's out right now and what the future holds for it, options ahead, and lots more. We're live at the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet. 
but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not quantity produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Rafael Nodal from Agent Room Cigars and Tabacalera USA. You're listening to the Cigar Authority of the United Podcast Network. There's another shop dress guy right there. We're back and we're smoking Timeless Sterling with Michael Herklotz from Ferry Otego Cigars, uh, celebrating one year. Congratulations, one year in. Flew by like nothing, right? Flew. Wait. Flew. Just wait. It's going to go crazy. Um, so give us a rundown of what Ferry Otego line looks like right now available to purchase now or in the next yeah. few weeks um so ferio tego first um the thank you i think you just like touching my mic i do it's like the second time yeah maybe i like him touching it too that's why i keep yeah, moving you be the first person that likes it <laughs> um so ferio tego first and foremost we have our annual limited release uh which we released first week of october and two of them Two blends, yep. um, the Elegancia, which is kind of inspired by the Sterling experience, that full-bodied but very creamy, smooth, buttery experience, um, and the Generoso, which is a uh, darker style in, in, uh, in flavors. So those will be released annually. So the 2021s are out. They're in market and... and Selling quickly, you all are out of them, uh, yep. but there are still some. There are never, still some out I there. I never saw them. Never <laughs> saw them. That's how quick. That's, that's in awesome. In and out of an unknown brand for not a a, a cheap tag price tag yep. on it. Boom. boom. So that, that's that's you. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, it's and it, but again, I didn't I didn't roll them. No, I get right? it. They are they are. You they do are. have a way of generating buzz, though. You you are very good at being able to captivate an audience. Yeah, well, I'm a musician, right? I mean, that's, that's what I majored in, yeah. is keeping an audience engaged. Um, so that's Ferro Tego, the, the limited releases. Um, and they are, even though they are not available to purchase as a retailer, they are in retail. And so they can be purchased wherever they're left. Yes. Uh, and we have a store lo- locator on Ferro Tego. not Ferio till Tego. next year. Next year, we will re-release. Same well, we time will, about? No, it, it should be earlier. Okay, for maybe the trade show? or Is, is there a trade show for... 
for you with Davidoff distributing and not doing the PCA. You yeah. were there. Yeah, we were there. We were there with nothing, but we right. were there. Absolutely. We're, we're members. We support the show. All right. So you, you will be there. We will be there. Okay. Um, and then to continue the portfolio in market right now, the Sterling, which we're enjoying now, along with Timeless Prestige, those are in market. Um, and those are made by Quesada. And the Nicaraguan Timeless Blends, which are the Panamericana and the Supreme, um, are landing in market by the end of next week. So by conclusion of next week, the entire Timeless collection will be available in market in retail. And then Metropolitan um, will look to the early part of next year to bring back. All right. And here they come. Here they come. Um, 2022 is going to come. Are you going to dare come out with, like, like you did Ferry Otago, but come out with a new brand that's not an existing old brand? Or are you done with that for a little bit? Um, good question. Yeah. We're, we're working on blends and projects and, and products. Um, what I don't have a great sense of yet is what do our customers specifically our customers, retailers, and their customers, consumers, what do they want? You know, and, and I'm, I'm not one of these guys um, who just sets a plan, stares at it, and executes. I, I, I'm, I believe in knowing the audience and understanding, you know, you're a DJ, you got to know your audience and play the right song to make them dance, right? Yeah. And it's not the same song the same night for the same crowd. It's always different. And I believe our success will be built on paying attention and being very thoughtful about what we release. And that is a shared philosophy from that Sherman. I mean, if you think about it, we were around for 90 years. We, had, we didn't have a huge portfolio. Right, right. We didn't make, you know, uh, we didn't make meme cigars every month Sell them in, sell them out, sell yeah. them in, sell them out. We were always very thoughtful about what we brought to market. My, my point is I, I would guess that you must be getting a little pressure from your distribution partner saying you're making the brand with this guy, you're making the brand with that guy. Yes, you have the whole series coming with them, but let us make a premium line for Ferry Ortego, or is that not part of the even the discussion? It doesn't matter. That's not part of the... Deal. It's it's not a condition. Okay. I think that's probably yes. the, the, the best way to say All it. All right. Davidoff and Ferry Otego coexist in this partnership because the proposition of what Ferry Otego is, is valuable to them. It's not going to hurt any of their lines. Right. And, and it's different. It's also, um, it allows Davidoff to sell premium cigars made in other factories. Which is a that's an interesting new proposition for them that they've they've not been able to do before. Historically, the cigars that they did distribute, they always made, um, and so this is just it's a it's a completely different proposition. Um, but there is no condition to have to make something more with them. But why not? So of course we're working specifically in the Honduran factory, playing around with some blends down right. there. Um, but I I I don't have a a timeline, a launch date, a project name. Yeah, yeah. It's purely just... Just, just sampling. It's just fun. Going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With, uh, with Davidoff's history of putting their money where their mouth is, it, it, was there ever any thought as you were putting this project together that if you go with Davidoff, there's a shot that they buy you out? 
<laughs> uh, no. I, I mean, at, at this point, there is, there, is no, there is no end in sight for my ownership here. I mean, this is, this is a dream come true after 20 years to be an owner of a small family business in the premium cigar industry. I mean, that is, that is a dream come yeah, true. Yeah, this is the beginning of your career. Right. To, so movie. they offer you stupid money five years from now. Stupid money, and they give you a high-paying position with them. The answer is absolutely no, because you want this to be your legacy. I mean, I, I, I can't even contemplate the scenario. It's it's like I'm I'm trying to sell Timeless Supreme right now. Right. I got you. You know what I mean? I got you. I, I'm trying to sell. One. I'm selling these. I'm not selling the whole shooting match. Yeah. You know? Um, TAA. TAA. You were big with Nat Sherman with TAA. Davidoff is in TAA. Does that automatically mean Ferry Otego is in TAA? So I will tell you, um, true story. The very first check that Ferry Otego wrote as a company uh, second check. The first one was to Altria. The second check uh, we wrote was our membership to TAA. Beautiful. So we are independently a member and supporter of TAA. We are independently a member and supporter of PCA. Um, and we're talking to some of the other trade associations too to see if there's um, value in us joining those. Right. So, so we're not we're not riding any of the of the. Coattails of membership. Okay. Is We're it putting safe, our money with our Safe mountains. to say there'll be a TAA exclusive Timeless or a Ferry Otago TAA exclusive? I actually, because we were just there and we weren't formed in time to have that conversation for 21, I actually just had the conversation while I was down there to see if there was an opportunity to do something for 22, and I'm working on that now to see if it works. Awesome. Although 2022 is March. Yeah, it's, it is 2022. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So but I would love to do one. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so five-year plan, now looking ahead, and I have to imagine your CFO and stuff, you just don't look at this year and where you are. Maybe that's where you were saying, I'm smoking this or I'm making that. Five-year plan, if, if you do such a thing, is there any shot of eventually, someday, I'm going to have our own factory and we'll have our own distribution and we'll have our own down the road? You know, um, if, if 20... 20 has taught us anything it is um to plan for the absolute unexpected um and when faced with the craziness of 2020 we also learned that what we thought was conventional didn't work and we had to think differently to save our businesses all of us yeah um i looking forward am trying to think about how to lead and grow Ferry Otego in unconventional ways. And, and if we look at already, I'd say it's rather unconventional. I mean, let's face it. We have, we're a startup with propping up legacy brands manufactured in three different countries, three different unique manufacturing partners. That's a unique proposition by itself. Yeah. Um, we have two employees, both of whom are owners, yeah. Brendan and I, um, we have a distribution agreement with arguably the largest, most prestigious premium cigar distribution yes. company in the United States. Uh, and, and so, you know, convention would say, I'm going to start this company. I'm going to start it small. I'm going to grow. I'm going to hire a rep. Then I'm going to do this and that. You know, there's all these, these uh, standard steps that one takes yeah. to enter the business. 
but we're not in standard times anymore. And I'm not, I don't have any vision of, of I can't wait to get back to 2019. Like there's no other scenario in history where we ever said, I want to get back to the way things were two years ago. We're only going one direction. Yeah. And so to me, it's got to be different and it's got to be unique. So I don't know, does it make sense in 2025 to own a factory in a third world country when we have contract manufacturers right. making this incredible product? Yep. I don't know that it makes sense because yep. the assumption would be that I can do it better than them. And that's why I'm doing it. Well, these can't people do that, that feel vertically integrated is the way to go and you don't have to worry about anybody else. But it, it's not like you, you like you came in and said, oh, let me take a ride to the Dominican and look for a factory <laughs> that will make the, you know, boom. This is this is not arguably, there's, in, in my career, there's never been a, a startup company to explode the way it did. It's impossible to end up happening. The amount of doors that you have on day one, the amount of distribution, it's one year to the day, and you have all this product out with sales rep, top sales reps across the top country. Top sales reps. Uh, and the stuff is delivered, and even the marketing pieces and you know the Zoom calls and the the tasting that we did on it right, early on, right. the, um, the, the education, which, which I love, by the way, of I've heard about it. I've never actually seen you in action of the educational point that you would, would have done for Nat Sherman, that you would do it. The tasting you, seminars. Correct. And that, yeah. do, do you see yourself in that role? I just had this conversation yesterday um, at Mickey Blake's down in, yeah. in um, Southington. I don't I, – I, I go back to what I just said. Ferry Otago is a different proposition, and I'm not trying to rebuild Nat Sherman. Okay. I've got to look at the audience today, recognizing that it's a different audience than I had two years ago as Nat Sherman, and I have to make sure I'm playing the right song. They still want, they still want the education so badly. I guess my question is, do I just roll up again in February and start doing a timeless component tasting again? Or, if, or have people seen that show enough? And, and there's enough access to that type of experience that other folks are doing great. You mm. know? And I didn't invent it either. That was Henke's thing first. Sure. And now you know, Terrence is doing one. I saw Hostos is doing one. That's great. But if that, if that information is available and people can learn it correctly from thoughtful people who can teach it, why do I want to do... Yeah, that that same song. There must be something else that I can do that's different that will be uniquely and authentically ours. So, what do you consider your core competence that you're going to be the best at? Because typically, whatever that core competence is, is what you like doing anyway. So you take that and you say, okay, this is where I'm going. Again, there's two employees for this company, and one is a numbers guy who is getting into it. Yeah. But I think. He and, and everybody else is looking at you and saying, okay, yeah. Michael Herklotz is coming to town. What is? I love premium cigars. I love wine. I love music. Um, I like menswear. Is there a way that we can put those together? I, I don't know yet. I mean, that's the other thing. People are like, when are we doing an event? When are we doing this? You know, I'm seven weeks in. You know what I mean? I don't have a promotion. I just don't have one. I don't have right. a deal. I don't have swag. I don't have lighters. I'm I'm on week seven yes. of a startup, so I need a week little bit seven. Of, but you've got twenty years of being a face. But this that's, is, that must be a what, tough what thing. What things for you. you wish you were very very lucky when it comes to Nat Sherman. Of they gave you the ball. Yeah. Well, here's a here's a company ninety years in, and even the Sherman family said, "All right, 
go with it. And from what I understood, they didn't hold you back, which is unbelievable. And then comes Altria, and they did it too. Same. You weren't getting that with Davidoff that said, hey, I got this great idea. We're going to have a pizza party tonight and things. And they go, oh, oh no, we're not. Different job, different yeah. role. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, you know, I look back, it was the greatest paid internship <laughs> anyone could ever have. Sure. You know, I, a lot of what I'm doing feels so familiar from, from 2012. Uh, and having been able to learn along the way and, um, and fail along the way, and be supported through that process by both the Shermans and Altria has really set us up um, for success. I really feel that way. I'm, uh, you know, I, I know definitely what not to do. There are some things that I was never able to do. And so those are, that's sort of the, the space that I would like to play in a little as we grow. But I, again, I, I just want to make sure that we're, I want to make sure that we're playing the right songs for the audience. And that is that's just yeah, going to take time. And it's too early to tell who the yeah. audience is. Who's the guy that's going to be the regular on that brand that comes yeah. in weekly and says, give me another box of Timeless, another box of Timeless. Too early for us, us to tell right. who, who is this customer. Do you envision him? I know when, when we're talking to an audience, we have this character in our head that this we're talking to one person because there's maybe 20, 30 people watching us right yeah. now. We're thinking of this one guy. Looks exactly like Stevie Q in my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stevie Q's here. <laughs> um, did you, as you were putting this together, said, okay, I'm going to have a um, 35-year-old man, blah, 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 nothing? This- we, we tried to do that exercise. It was actually one of the most interesting things I, I did at Altria. They, you know, they had so many professional sure. like marketing and departments. So we did these brand houses and exactly that. My hey, brand even is Even Davidoff this, does that the, type yeah. of thing. They, they pick it out, which is amazing I, to me. I, I failed at that exercise okay. every time. Because how do you... How do you well, it, you, you, you can you, prove you them wrong because you were a retailer. Because when I would hear that from Davidoff and said, here's the guy that, that comes in and this guy is a self-made guy, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, a guy from a motorcycle gets that's out. And thing. I go, well, that, that, that People that say you, you can't be something to everybody. You have to focus. I don't believe that. Because when you're in retail, you have to be something for everybody. Yeah. Because you have a bus driver and a CEO yes. sitting down together. And you were a DJ. I was a drummer. All kinds of people listen to jazz, right? Sure. It's the, it's so. It, there's there's no way I can I can effectively do the exercise because I I I'm I'm just too optimistic. I I would like to be meaningful to everyone for different reasons. So for some people who pick up Sterling, for example, uh, that may be at the highest end of their price range for a special occasion. But this may also be the cigar that, that the CEO puts out for his wedding because he doesn't want to break out his double R's. Right. Right? It, it, it can be something for everyone. And that's what I would like it to be. I want people, each individual person, to love Ferriotego and love Timeless for whatever their authentic reason yeah. is. And I believe we can achieve that. And... You know, I talk to some manufacturers to say, I blend for what I like, therefore, I like every single cigar I have. As a retailer, I certainly don't do that because I know what I don't like, and I make cigars for, peop- for cigars that I don't like, but I have that person in mind. Do you have a cigar in your portfolio that is your cigar? 
there are cigars in my in the portfolio that I smoke often. Um, no one's around. You're by yourself. You're gonna grab a cigar. Yeah, like I, so I would have to narrow it down. I generally always go to one of the four timeless, for sure. Um, I tend to smoke the Dominican timelesses more than Nicaragua for some reason, mm. and Prestige is probably the one I go to the most, and it was my first. And there's just something about that flavor and aroma, and it it just it kind of like resets me when I when Gets I have centered. the when I have the Prestige. Hmm. But we just got in Nicaragua. I was smoking a Panamericana yesterday. It was delicious. I love the sterling. I, I love how elegant it is. How hard was it not to put the word worldwide after prestige? I'm just... <laughs> 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 it was not hard. Hey, okay. Dave. Yes. Nate Ackerman says that that lighter makes your fingers look skinny. Yes, that's why I'll, I'll be using this now. I'll be carrying that lighter around with me for sure. Um, the Cigar Authority Cookbook, page 106 and 107. Damn good job. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. I made it the other night. My kid's favorite meal that I make. It's great. Thank you for doing it. Orchetti, broccoli rub, turkey sausage. Mm. Did you make it yet? No, but I've eaten it all the time at that uh, cigar bar that used to be in Little Italy. They, oh, yeah. They yeah. always had the orchetti yes. and broccoli rub. And every time I went there, that's what I Florio's. Was. Florio's, yes. <laughs> so I have an idea for you for um, your event, what you'll what you'll be doing. I'm cooking that? Not cooking, but mm. uh, it, it, when we go to break, uh, we're going to have you on the after show anyway, but we go to break and you're going to get off and I'm going to tell you what your event <laughs> is going to be and you're going to kill it and everybody's going to come from everywhere. See if you can slap it event. together in an hour. <laughs> no. Are, we aren't doing it at 2.30, right? I'm just kidding. Yes, we could end up pulling this off, but I got an idea. It came to me, and something clicked, because the idea is, I am so much like you in the respect that this has been done 30 times. I either have to do it way better than everybody else, or I'm just everybody else. It's just another one of those things, uh, in, back onto that educational type of thing. So I'm a, a strong believer on, and it has to be an experience now, yes. in retail. Uh, it's tough enough to, to end up doing it, but why come here when you could click a button and make it easier and take the ride up and all of a sudden give me some sort of experience and let it say this is Michael Herklotz and I have the answer what it is and I'm going to tell you. If he mentions Brenner, don't go for yeah, it. Right yeah, away. No. Don't, don't do that. Got right it. away. Because he's got the bagels. He can actually do that. Michael, thank you. For, for coming on here. Uh, I wish you nothing but huge success in the future. Uh, unbelievable start, the, the number one start that's out there. It's going to be interesting how uh, people take to you, like um, the magazines, the ratings, the reviews, and things that end up happening, but I think you're going to kill it. I appreciate it, and yeah. I'm certainly grateful for all your support, and I've known this guy for 20 years. Forever. And, uh, you didn't wear a tie. I wore a tie. You wore a tie. It's a, a great tie. Respect. It's, it's a great respect. tie. That's what it's about. But thanks for having me on. All Thanks right. to the studio audience for coming. And, uh, All right, everybody. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're just a week away from a final decision on the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Should it go further? Should there be a Rookie of the Year, a Company of the Year, a Lighter, Cutter, Humidor, Accessories, uh, a Cigar Podcast, the Magazine, the Broker? Does anybody care about it? Also, I've got some bad news for the Cigar Authority listeners and some good news. We're going to get to that, too, when we get back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, Every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. 
Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hi, this is Rocky Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on United Podcast Network, the best and only podcast for cigars in the world. We're back, and we're just seven days away from once again revealing what we think is the best cigars of the year as the contenders of the Cigar of the Year. I also got some bad news for Cigar Authority listeners and some good news, too. Welcome back, everybody. All right. I wasn't sure you were going to hit that. Huh? Cutting it close a couple times there. Actually, I swapped out to Rocky because his is a little bit longer. (laughs) All right. I, I could have gone with Nelson's. That goes on for a while. Instead of a little bit longer, we're going with a little bit smaller. We're going to a small cigar over here, Barry. What do we have? Yeah, today's second cigar is uh, the United Cigars Series Unitas Firecracker Black Bomb, and it's manufactured in parts unknown by an undisclosed factory for United Cigars. It measures three and a half by 50, and we have no idea what type of tobacco nope. it uses. It's a lot of mystery. A single five-pack will retail for $29.99. It'll go on sale Monday at twoguyscigars.com. And a sleeve of 25 cigars, which is five five-packs, is $139.99, which is a savings of about $10. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Black Bomb came out many, many years ago, and here it is again. Um, and from what I understand, it was the wrapper was too dark on the first one. I'm going mm. back in maybe 2010 or something like that. Um, but this one here, I know that the manufacturer asked not to be named, hmm. which is awful weird instead of getting the, the props for it. No... No band on it with their brand. Right. Wasn't the story from the first one the you had requested a box be mocked up, and so they made a single box, but they did the yes. full production of ten thousand yes. cigars. Yes. And and it came. We ended up putting it in packs because they ended up sending one. They made one, one box, box <laughs> like I asked. of twenty five, and then. Uh, had ten thousand cigars, and you were like, "What? what what's with all these?" Yeah. He's oh, out the one, and they didn't say anything until I ended up going to a factory, <laughs> and then I go, "What are all these?" He says, "We ended up making all the cigars." I, I said, "I told you, just make one box," and they said, "We did make one box." You didn't say make one, just one twenty-five single cigars. Yeah. We made all of them, and I'm like, "Okay." And th- that began that process of it, but this is this is a different thing. This is uh, a manufacturer actually saying, "Yeah, I'll do it, but I'm not mm. putting my name 
onto it. I had to crack one open for uh, pictures for the website with it going on sale yeah. on Monday. I went through the whole five pack in a day. Yeah. They were just so tasty and so good. All I right. couldn't stop smoking them. All right, let's get to it. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And it's not Perdomo because Perdomo put his name on it. He had no problem doing it because uh, he appreciated it and thought it was good for business. Where this guy says, uh, well, don't do it. You're assuming it's a guy. Could be a girl. Mm. Could be. Could be. Um, We're going to light our cigar today with the Hades by Vertigo. Hades by Vertigo features push-button action, single jet fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank on the side. You have easy adjustment, and uh, it's a very low price, $24.99. And this cigar lighter is a tweener. You can use it to light cigars, but you can also put a mean char on a steak. Mm. If you need to, or creme and, brulee, creme brulee, and it's very slimming. Some for of the us fingers. Some right. of us don't eat creme brulee. It's my wife's favorite. We dessert. just eat steak. It's Gianna's favorite too. Creme brulee. Do you only eat steak, Jonathan? Nothing else at this point. Grass, I have not grass-fed organic. I have not gone by full <laughs> carnivore yet. Yeah, but I'm contemplating trying it for thirty days. I hear really? great things. Does it have to be blessed by a rabbi or? Would a priest work? Or it doesn't food? need to be blessed no. in any way. He's just, Jonathan likes meat. He only eats kosher now. It's grass-fed, organic, humanely sourced. He's gone too far. Yeah. He has an eating disorder. He does. He yeah. does not. And he's sitting right here. You can stop talking about him. Can Maybe. you hear me? Do you think we should have an intervention at some point? We'll talk about it yeah. off the air. Yeah. Whiskey Miser says you should have no problem sticking with meat. <sighs> okay. It's strong. Yes, but it's tasty. It's strong. See, it's different strong than the timeless sterling we had, which was full-bodied, full-bodied and smooth and easy yeah. on me. This one, full-bodied and full-flavored full and full-strength. It's full everything. Um, <coughs> not going to get through it. Casey Carter thinks Jonathan might like... Premium kosher. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we put ourselves out first. We do it every year. We do a contenders for the cigar of the year. Uh, we do it with no help, no bias from any other people that do it. But a lot of people come out with their um, top cigars of the year. We're going to give you all seven or eight. Do you know how many there are this year? Seven. Seven. So seven of them. One of them is going to be the Cigar of the Year. That's all there is to it. Everybody else comes in second place. And here they are all at once. And it's still only November, and we're giving it to you. But the huh. deadline is cut off. We won't pick the, the winner until right. December 31st. Because you've got to do some measurement of sales, yes, of do. course. We do. Um, so um, is there a right answer or a wrong answer when we pick something that we think is the best? I'll tell you, I've been doing this with you for uh, 12 or 13 years, and you're batting about 900. There's, there's been a couple of ones where it was like, ah, it, it was yeah, okay. I and I can't help it when a, when a company goes out of business or sure. a company gets bought out by another company right. and those things end up happening. Um, and, and we brought this up to other people. Should there be a best list? There is on everything. 
there's, there's the best restaurants mm, and there's yeah. the best this and this. Obviously, it's subjective, right? 100%. But we're trying to make it less subjective by putting all these rules and criterias into it. Um, what are the rules and criterias, Dave? I, I have them right here. Whoa. Now that you ask. The criteria to be a contender is, and this is an argument I have from many people that say, yeah, it's always something you carry at your store. Well, mm-hmm. it must be good enough to get on our shelves First and foremost, imagine I take it, I make it a contender for the cigar of the year, and we don't carry it at our own store because I don't think it was good enough to be in the store. So it wouldn't make any sense. So it has to get that past that first hurdle. Which is, I just happen to own a store. We have a buyer. Yes. And there's there's a few of us that are on the panel when something is close. There's some things that are slam dunks. We didn't need a sample from Ferry Otago. We just took their stuff. There wasn't a sample, and I, I still haven't <laughs> smoked it. <laughs> so, but I took it anyway. But it's a small amount. But to end up saying, okay, there's nine sizes of Ferry Otago and three blends, yeah, I need to try yeah, this and see, see what we're going to do. Um, it must arrive to us on our shelves by October 1st. It's fair. Okay, because after that, it it can go on. Yeah, it can go on to next year. But and this is us. Everybody else has their things. I I wonder if Ferry Otago is going to be on people's list, but it can't be on ours because it wasn't here by then. It must have been available to purchase at least three times. Ah, and that's a big reason to it. That means you're going to have turns. Correct. The first one's going to sell. Ferry Otago sold because. The people wanted to try it. They never tried it before, and they bought it. We were sold out. Nobody bought it a second time because it only was out for a day, and it was over. So nobody got to do that, make that. Somebody could have bought a single and said, oh, my God, it's really good, sitting in the lounge and get up and buy a box before they leave. And that ends up happening. But short of that, well, this it, is it why, was, This is bought. the tough thing about you got to almost exclude all limited editions because there's no chance to buy them three times that way. And so why not two? Because... It already sold out, so I have to order it the second time. Right, that's And then the second time, it did not sell out. And people said, I already tried it. I didn't like it. All these things could be happening. And then a third order isn't placed. So if it doesn't get to that point, the work is already done for me. The consumer made that decision for me. If we did... Gave it a fair job, put it in a good placement, Mm -hmm. showed the cigar, let the people know it was in here. And we do all those things, right? Continuing availability plays a major role. It used to be must be available, but last year and this year there are different ball games. We're playing a little less stringent when it comes to that because everything's been short and it's not their fault. Lots of reasons for it. Repeat sales by the consumer gives us a reason to relook at a brand as a contender. People start; it becomes their regular cigar, and I get that from the staff yep. and the numbers that I can look at. Um, repeat smoking by the staff. Now, the staff doesn't know they're even voting, but they're voting too, and they can smoke whatever they want, and you see them continuing to do it and then say, okay, there's something here. Maybe I'm missing something. That's when I'm going to relight. And um, retasting um, multiple times that as we wean it down to the top 10, 9, 8, 7. So we have come up with... Maybe 25 cigars. Do you remember what we started with? We started with 25 on okay. Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. We whittled it down to about 15. Right. And, and then, then whittled it down again. So if you happen to be nine. listening to those, you those cigars 
those seven cigars were in that 25. Yes. And it got whittled down and whittled down t- till it ends up getting reasonable. So then, then when, once we get it to that, we need to create a cigar of the year. And a cigar of the year winner must have been a contender, right? Had to be a contender because it's only one of those cigars that are there. The votes come from only people who bought and smoked all those cigars. So somebody who smoked one of the cigars and says that should be the cigar of the year and never smoked the other six, he doesn't get a vote. Because why should he get a vote? Because just because he ends up liking that, right. it's just unfair. So we create this contender's of Cigar of the Year, and you get to vote when you get that contender's pack, and we tell you, wait till you smoke all of them, and then give us a vote. And it's not going to be whatever you say is going to be the winner, even if it ends up being the majority of people, it just becomes one of the criteria, one of the many criterias. It's an important one, but it's just one. We also get votes for the employees based on their palates, yep. the people who I consider professionals in the cigar industry, the people that work for us. They've been trained. They know what a Anybody good cigar is. Anybody that's been working here for three or more years, you can hand them a cigar and they can tell you the country of origin on just about anything. Yeah. So they're pros. Um, we track the sales and we look at it a few different ways. The overall sales in units and dollars. Well, this is the huge one. And this units, is, not dollars. I'm sorry. This units, is sorry. one where the guy comes in and buys... A single, he comes in and buys a single again, and then next thing you know, he's buying boxes. That's a big vote. That's a big turn that ends up happening. Yep. Repeat sales, same person, buying it over and over again. Uh, Volume, buying changes. People buying a single, then turning into a box, or multiple cigars, then turning into a box. You watch something like that, and that gives attention to it also. Uh, The final panel in um, panel... The final panel. Hmm. This is what I like is when he writes something <laughs> and then he forgets what he was thinking yeah. when he wrote it. Okay, the final panel in English. is the Cigar Authority and Ed, San- Ed Santa Maria, who is our buyer. Mm-hmm. So it's us for, for Ed Santa Maria, and that's when the fighting begins. So and the, it gets ugly sometimes. Yeah, because each person has a different role. Ed Sullivan, who's basically a consumer that comes in and wants what he wants, and that's all, and says this is what the best is. You who know people are calling up asking for it, you don't have it in stock, and you're dealing with that, you're dealing with people that are on the floor. Ed Santa Maria's fighting for where's the product, it's not coming in, I know I ordered it. Um, so all these things play a role, um, and that is based on continuing availability. And again, we're, it's still important, but we're going to go a little easy on it as, as not that high up as it usually is, um, weighted-wise. The information is weighted, uh, and repeat sales is powerful. Ed Santa Maria gathers all the information um, and comes up with what he's doing, and then it's said to me, and then I'm going to make my final... And it doesn't work for me all the time. It's not... I'd like to say it's my final answer. I I end up giving in. <laughs> I did last year. I yeah, said Sun Grown, and it was Maduro. Yep. Right. Same company. But I said it's got to be the Sun Grown, and it's no, and here's all the reasons why. And I'm like, all right, it's the Maduro. And that, uh, that next cycle, we got Sun Grown and Maduro in the blind tasting, and we all rated the Maduro higher. Yeah. Hmm. Including me. Maduro was the correct, <laughs> yes. was the correct was choice. Yes, it was the correct one. Then a trophy is ordered. 
and that we already know because we're ordering the trophy mm-hmm. that happens, and then the winner is announced, which is going to be December 31st. So next week, we're going to announce the contenders. We'll put the contenders for the Cigar of the Year on sale, and uh, we'll end up seeing how this game is played. I know uh, we get a lot of bullshit over this. Companies are mad because we didn't put them in. Companies are mad when we do put them in and they don't win. Uh, you know, it, it's like really not worth doing it, but we've been doing well, it for so long the, the since chat, 1992. Chat room thinks all saints needs to be in there. All right. We'll see tomorrow, next week. Next we'll week. See next week. Uh, right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. In an effort to get a rise in business, once Austria introduces... I don't know where he's going with this. (laughs) (laughs) Once Austria introduces a mandatory COVID-19 vaccine pass in the coming weeks, one enterprising palace of pleasure is putting its money where, well, it will surely pay off. The brothel is offering a little prick of the vaccine, and in exchange, they are allowing you 30 minutes to jab the girl of your dreams with your own little prick for free. Jesus. During the pandemic, the brothel saw a 50% decrease in business, and they're hoping this promo will make things a little bit stiffer. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. During the pandemic, business <laughs> went down 50%? The brothel business, at yeah. least in Austria. Yeah? Hmm. I mean, some girls, you want them to have a mask on. Austria when you're or Australia? Austria. Yeah? Okay. Hmm. Uh, so should there be a rookie of the year? And if there was a rookie of the year... Is Michael Herklotz a rookie? He's been in the business over twenty years. Well, he's mm-hmm. been a uh, he's a rookie in his role. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make the argument yes because if you looked at Ichiro Suzuki, mm-hmm. he was considered rookie of the year, even though he played ten years in Japan. Right. What was so he, he in his fifties or something? Then? Something like you that. You can't tell. So I mean, he played before in a different league. Now he's in his own league. So I'm saying yes, he counts for rookie of the year. All right. Some interesting thing, Mike, and Michael's right off camera here. I should have said it while, while he was standing <laughs> here. There was some competition of somebody, and there was all kinds of different uh, people running for, for different things, and it was Entrepreneur of the Year. And I was <laughs> in there as contention as Entrepreneur of the Year, and so was Michael Herklotz. And at the end of it, Michael Herklotz won. And I got to tell you, I said, he's not an entrepreneur. He was working for a company at the time. He's an entrepreneur now, and I'm telling you the game has changed. But I said, it's okay. He ended up winning. It's just an honor to be nominated. Yeah, you were bitter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There there were definitely sour grapes. But look, it went to somebody who's not an entrepreneur. The game changes when you sign the front of the check as opposed to the back of the check when the worries, when all these ends up things. It's all fun and games till the shit hits the fan and – and then it's there, and every, the final decision's on you. All this stuff is going on. I love the entrepreneur thing, but you got to know what an entrepreneur is and, and understand what it is. Well, and, and maybe, as of an op- entrepreneur, you need to know when it's appropriate to roll the dice and when it's appropriate to play it safe. So what are you saying? you got to know when to hold them? 
and when to fold them. Yes, All right. you do. But I, he answered some some great questions of mm-hmm. you know who's your ideal person and stuff. Have, haven't been able to figure it out. I tried doing it. I couldn't do it. I'm bad at at that. You got to understand what you're bad at, right? Imagine if I was handling my own uh, computer stuff. Oh, oh what a nightmare right. that would be. Right. So you gotta you gotta have the right person doing the right job. Uh, I didn't get what his core competence was. That's another thing I was trying to get out right. of. Obviously, it's being handsome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, should, should they be um, blo- blogger of the year or rookie blogger of the year? Or uh, I mean, who would name it? Right. I mean, us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. all right. right. We win. No, we're not rookie bloggers of the year. Well, you said blogger of the year and okay. rookie of the blogger of the year. Yeah, but you really wouldn't say we're the blogger of the year. No, right? not anymore, no. Yeah. But rookie of the year, what is that? You can think of one blogger that came out, and I don't even consider him a blogger. He's more of a media yeah. guy. Uh, the next big thing. Who's the next big thing? In the industry, cigar-wise? Yeah. Go ahead. HVC, even though they're oh, in really? business okay. for 10 years. 10 years? Mm-hmm. 10 years. Michael asked that question when he came in. Mm-hmm. What's hot? Who's moving over there? And uh, He's been around for 10 years. Um, Aladino has been around maybe less than that. Yeah. Yeah. Now the hot one. Yeah. And they've been in less than 10 years, but I think yeah. last but year they were in But that's, yeah, that's not even fair. They, they, fair. Were, they right. were in the game before. 50 so years <laughs> before the yeah. past 50 years before. Well, is that the same thing happened to Michael that... Yeah, he's been in this forever. He's he's not, he's not a new guy. He's not a new guy. Was, was soccer the, a new guy when he got in? No, no. The, you, when, when, at the point was that you was Melillo a new guy when he got in? Not a lot of people. If know you who start he was. up and you kind of know what you don't know, you're not a rookie anymore. That's the that's the thing is the new people come in, the they rookie. don't know what they don't know. McAuliffe, all those sizes, all yes. those different blends, stretching it out, and then they realize, oh shit, we could we yeah. could actually make more if we made less. You know, huh. that's that's not something that Herklotz is going to do. That's not something Melillo is going to do, Saka. Yeah. Dave, Paul Kraft says he's looking forward to his Timeless by Michael suit jacket. Ah. A whole clothing jacket. line. Maybe a clothing line. Yeah. Um, Hope you can fit in it. There was, you know, I didn't even get to it. There was going to be a humidor line or something like that. Really? We gotta, we're going to bring him on the after show. Maybe we gotta, you got more questions. I, there's a lot more questions. He definitely gets best dressed in the cigar industry. Not today. I think I beat him. him. Dave put on a tie. I put on a tie. I got a smoking jacket on. Those that are listening, I look fantastic today. (laughs) (laughs) But did you float me today? I didn't. I did um, last week. Last week. All right. It's still clean enough. I've cleaned up enough. All right. (laughs) It's time for the poll question of the week. And this week, uh, we're going to tell you. Which one of you are wrong? But we asked, when you get cigars, do you remove them from the cellar or do you keep them in the cellar in the humidor? This is the cigar question that you asked yep, that you were excited yep, about? Yep, because I can't wait for Dave to tell people why 25% who remove the cellar are wrong. I used to do it. Mm-hmm. I used to do it until I learned how wrong I was to do it, uh, especially if you're mixing cigars together and they rub against each other and... It hurts the wrappers, and they start they they're, they're, they start blending. The first together. thing that yeah. the first thing that people do wrong when they get their humidor is they wipe the inside down with a moist cloth, raising the grain on the wood. Now you take the cellophane off, and you compound the problems. You're putting uncellophane cigars essentially on sandpaper, 
and you're going to wonder why all of a sudden you have all this damage, and you're going to think, oh, I don't have enough humidity. That's why the wrappers are cracking. You're going to jam it full of humidity. You're going to split the seams of your humidor and then burst your wrappers. Everything's ruined. Why? Because you didn't listen. Buy by the box. And then keep them in the cellar. Cellar's breathable. Yeah. Yeah. But I did it. I did it for years and years. I'd immediately get the box of cigars in my home humidifier and take them off. Some cigars don't have cellophane. Right. They're, they're all set. You leave them that, that way. But that's what I say, but uh, to each his own. Anyway, you can go to thecigarauthority.com. You can vote on this week's question of the week, and we'll reveal the answer next week. Is it week. another cigar question? No. <laughs> nope. You could, you know, if you have some questions, feel free to email them to me. I'll use them. Oh, you need me to write your bits, too? Whoa. I'm doing just fine on my Here own. Here it goes. Okay. Here it goes. Okay, next week we will do the contenders. For the cigar of the year, the following week, November 27, 20 things only a cigar smoker knows. I don't know what those are yet, well, but we're in the works. 20's a lot. 20's a lot. So if you'd like to help me, I would like any kind of... Huh? Well, you know, I'm kind of <laughs> lobbying for fewer than 20. Yeah, 20 seems excessive. Yeah. I mean... There's got to be 20 things cigar smokers know that... Regular but then, how's that going to be paced? Do we have too much stuff going out? Does it give us time to really talk about it, analyze it? We'll see. We don't even have the I, items I'd yet. say do 19 on, to right, be on the 19. safe side. Uh, December 4th, uh, we're going to have uh, Winston Churchill. Cigars were smoking, and, and Shia Goldberg is coming up to do the show. They hired him a couple of years ago. COVID ended up he coming He was in. on uh, via Zoom, Zoom at one yeah. point. But never got to get him uh, in, in his forte is in-person events. So we'll see how that ends up going. And we're doing a Winston Churchill yep. dinner mm-hmm. uh, before that. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Early thoughts on the Black Bomb. I'm going to tell you right now. Let me go first and say it's way too freaking strong. It's not something I will smoke again. Meow. Hmm. It's way too strong. It's not way too strong. It's perfect. Did you just no. call him a pussy with that meow? I just <laughs> said meow. I didn't <laughs> call anyone anything at all. And, and Barry, you find it enjoyable to smoke something that that kind of kick to it? As long as the flavor's there and there's a lot of flavor here. And I didn't know what the fuck a hermit was until I moved to New Hampshire. But around the halfway point, it has that hermit taste. Yeah, a little bit. And it's good. I, I, I got to call Barry out. For a second, because oh he caused Here we go again. he caused some serious angst and a little bit of a battle between myself and the boys over at Cigar Pulpit. I flat out called out uh, Nick from Cigar Pulpit and Nick from Fucking Great Coffee and said, "Far King, whatever it Far is, <laughs> what's the Far what's King. the deal? Why are you omitting me?" And neither one of them had any idea what uh, I was talking about. And it turns out that I was never omitted from the tasting. Right, it just came a day late. Barry pulled mine out and forgot to put it with the rest of them and then said, oh, they omitted you from it just to break my balls. Yeah, it came a day late. I was late. not omitted. And, uh, now you don't Nick, find that amusing? It's just a stupid uh, prank. Why would you? Why Cam would you find it amusing? Why would you <laughs> aggravate me She's so that I take it out on there. the guy? Why wouldn't I aggravate you? <laughs> I, t- I took it out on poor Nick and Nick, and I'm sorry, guys. Fucking great coffee is exactly what it sounds like. It's great coffee. <laughs> it's I agree one hundred percent. No, Barry. I do not. That was yeah. not a nice thing to do because I, I went for their jugulars. I can't wait for the emails. next thing to come. I'm going to hold that one back too. I thought that it's was great. Too, too strong. No. Absolutely not. No, this is right in my wheelhouse. This is perfect. All right. They just try nine strength. Eh, nine. Not that, not that high. Not quite that high. 
Like 7.5. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Liar. got it. Liars. 7.5. just like to say it. Okay, let's go to break. When we come back, lots of the emails we got last week. We got a lot of emails sitting here. We're just going to get the best three. But I got some bad news for the Cigar Authority and some good news, too. And I'm going to tell you as soon as we get back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Drew Estate is about to make someone a whole lot richer. During its latest freestyle live show on the company's Facebook Live page, facebook.com forward slash Drew Estate Cigar, Drew Estate announced that it will be holding a Bitcoin sweepstakes with numerous incredible prizes during upcoming freestyle live events, including a grand prize of one full Bitcoin for a lucky fan to be announced during the February 17th, 2022 edition of Freestyle Live. During each of the company's three upcoming Freestyle Live events, October 15th and November 11th in 2021, and January 20 of 2022, the company will randomly select the names of five people who attend the online show and comment during specific times in each broadcast as potential winners of an assortment of fantastic prizes. The five winners from each of these three shows will create the contestant pool of 15 people eligible to win that grand prize, Bitcoin. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Certain general warning cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey. 
Nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hello and good afternoon. It's Randolph Churchill here. My great-grandfather would have loved the Cigar Authorities show. Yes, he would. Randolph Churchill right there. Okay, we're back. We're smoking the Black Bomb that's going on sale on Monday? Monday, 10 a.m. Monday, 10 a.m. Five-pack for... Five-pack for uh, $29.99. Why 25, which is five five-packs for $139.99. Three and a mm. half by 50. Un- un- unidentified. Strong cigar. Very strong cigar. Hmm. I'd be curious to get the feedback from people for what factory they think it is. What country do you think it is? I don't want to make people lean one way or the other. We'll talk next week. We'll talk next week about it. But I have to talk this week. I have some bad news. So the bad news is... Dave, one of us didn't die, did we? We didn't. We're still here. Good. So it can't be that bad. That's the good news. All right. The bad news is... Is it? (laughs) Yeah. We don't want to be dead. Wow. Who are you wishing death on? I have no comment. Don't be careful what you're saying. <laughs> right. Somebody threw you off the island, and you didn't like that. Yep. Bad news. <laughs> the Cigar Authority's trip to Nicaragua is canceled. What? It is. Uh, political unrest, uh, possibility of sanctions against Nicaragua. Uh, hopefully that won't happen. We're going to get to a little of that in the after show and talk about what's going to go on exactly. But mandatory COVID testing um, as you're leaving the country right at the point of you leaving the country. So you get a, a positive test or a, a, um, a mistake positive, whatever they call that, false, false positive. Then you're stuck. Ten days. You're stuck there for ten days. And what if it's you, one of the people, and then one of us have to stay along and Definitely leave you? Definitely one of us would have to stay behind. So it's just too mm. much of a problem that's going to happen. Uh, we were going to go on February 15th. It was all set. I talked to the folks at Pernomo. They understand completely. And uh, we'll do it another time. That's mm-hmm. all until things get straightened out there. You want more of what is happening there, check the after show, and uh, we'll get a little more deeper into that. But I have good news. Oh, good. We're it's all alive. The, it's not delightful news. No, no. Like you do on the ash holes. <laughs> right. But it's good news. The Cigar Authority's 12th anniversary weekend cigar celebration. We're going to turn this into a whole weekend. Is that in Nicaragua? It isn't. Oh, It's right. right here. So it's going to be April 1st through 3rd, Friday through Sunday. You fly in early on Friday, April 1st, and you fly home late on April 3rd. That would be the ideal thing to do unless you live here and then just be around for that. Uh, we will have a host hotel. We will have a room block booked for you to be able to book your, your hotel room, too. That's on you. You handle all that yourself. We take care of it from there. From there, we'll have ground transportation from your hotel to the events each day. 
So you can drink and do whatever you want to do because we got your ride back to the hotel and pick you up in the morning. I'll be staying in a hotel. There we go. Hmm. Three days smoking with the Cigar Authority. So we're going to be with you through this whole thing, Ed Sullivan. Wow. How much do I go to smoke? A lot? You do. All right. Just your, your average amount should be <laughs> fine. Um, you will be live uh, for the taping of the Cigar Authority, the live episode. Uh, show on the Saturday and the after show, and even a special taping for the ash holes oh my that will God. happen. It will include 12 cigars. It will include one cigar adventure that we're going to go on in a little adventure. Wow. You're going to have two cigar breakfasts, one cigar lunch, and two cigar dinners. We're going to have live entertainment, prizes and surprises, up to 50 people max. This will be our first year doing it. If it works out, it becomes a regular thing. But let's see what happens. We are taking the Nicaraguan thing off the plate. It'll be here. We'll be able to take care of you. You'll be safe. There'll be no COVID testings. We'll be, uh, we'll be good. And so New Hampshire's safe? New Hampshire's safe. Politically stable? Po- very much so. All right. I'm in. Um, final details and prices are coming up next week. I'm just looking on... What does it cost for the bus guy? You didn't get an answer from him. I never heard back from him. No. Jonathan could drive a bus, right? I don't think so. No? You're driving a bus and there's four people on the bus. (laughs) First stop, two people get off. Next stop, one person gets off. Next stop, two people get on. What's the bus driver's name? Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan to you. That's right. You're driving a bus. You're driving a bus. Bullcraft wants to know if Jonathan's going to do a drag show as part of this event. There's going to be a lot of surprises, as I said. There's lots. The of best surpri- email of the week is brought to you by the folks at Aging Room Cigars. This week's prize is you're going to get a few cigars. You're going to get a cutter, a rum, a Coke, a glass, and a bracelet. And this is the last week for this prize. Okay. There'll the be following- a new prize pack next week. Sorry. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. The subject line is putting my money where your mouths are. Huh. Honorable Cigar Studs and Stud Muffin, Mr. J. At first, I didn't really care for the after show's new Camacho Seven Pills of Character segment. I'm lacking the caring trait, but I admit it's growing on me. Learning how even chuckleheads like yourselves can demonstrate these qualities in your otherwise boring lives is mildly intriguing, if not subtly nauseating. Be that as it may, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, uh, year-end giving, and even a plea for Dave not to cancel the segment like he did last week, I'd like to offer an eighth pillar of character that should be highlighted in this week's classic three-way segment. Hmm. Charity. Unfortunately, it's a word too often used to describe cases who aren't really deserving. Cough, Charity cough, cases. Mr. Jonathan. There you go. But what more noble trait could there be for those who work hard to earn and earmark more than they need so that they can have some margin to help others in need? So today, in my own feeble attempt to finish this year by demonstrating just one of these pillars, I am humbly pledging $200 to today's classic three-way winner's charity of choice. Wow. Any guesses on who will be dedicating the money to the Rusty Coin Aid? Ah. And which of our hosts would send it to the slobs over at Leftover Keepers Anonymous? Take umbrage to that. (laughs) We all know who already supports the twitchy folks at Crazy Calling Customer PSD Fund, PTSD (laughs) Fund. And I'm betting Ed kicks all of your asses, big brothers and big sisters are going to get some greenbacks ah. coming their way soon. Mm. 
In all seriousness, the winner can name their charity. Let's all do some good work and smoke on. All right. Now wow, we got something Tom. going on. Now it's a game, but you can't win. I can't win. Well, you'll just match it for your charity then. Uh, really? <laughs> really? If my email wins, please give the prize pack to the guy or gal who came in last today. Everyone deserves a cigar surprise. Wow. Look at this guy. That's huh? Tom. Tom's the best. Tom what? I don't want to say because I don't want to cheat. Right. I don't want to... I don't want to influence anybody's decision here. Uh, Following message submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. The subject line is, Dear Abby, Scott from Georgia here. I just wanted to say how much I appreciate y'all and what you do, not only on the show, but for two guys as well. Obviously, living in Georgia, popping into a store to buy cigars is quite difficult, but being able to call in with a special request and not only getting it processed and shipped in a timely manner... I also get to hear a friendly voice answer the phone, and yes, I'm talking about Barron's. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to share with you a few things I'd buy. Hmm. A cigar advent calendar. We don't a have that. A cigar authority branded Yeti. You won't have that. A cigar authority Zippo case. Nope. A winner's pack, past cigars of the year winners. An autographed picture of Mr. J, and I put it in the bathroom so... Uh, it can live with all the other pieces of shit in my house. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Signed, that's, Scott. That's a good last line. That's a good yeah. punchline. So that's Scott, dear Abby, right? Dear Abby. And, and do do does the first guy, the character segment, in order for him to donate the money, he has to win? No, whoever, no, whoever wins, wins. We get to pick the charity that he puts the money to. All right, but yeah. if he loses, he's still in. No, only if he wins the email of the week. Oh, I think. But he doesn't want the prize. He doesn't he want, doesn't the, want prize. the prize. I think he's donating the money either way. He's in either way donating okay. $200 to the charity of the even winner's choice, even if he doesn't win. Right. If he does win, he's giving the charity the prize to the loser of the group. Uh, and I'll so. say this. If I win, I'll match that donation to the charity of my choice. Huh. If you win. If I win. But you're, you're the charity, right? No. The final no, message. A real charity? The human charity. fund? The human fund? <laughs> the final <laughs> message was submitted Seinfeld, to the Contact the Us fund? page of the CigarAuthority.com. And Chris writes, good morning to the Cigar Authority and, of course, Mr. J. Just wanted to reach out to you fine people, minus Mr. J, and let you know that my father and I loved listening to your show, and it brought us many laughs since I first found this podcast last year. We enjoyed many cigars and a good time while listening to you. By the way... Did Mr. J ever eat that grass or get hit with a tennis ball? No. No. Unfortunately, I just lost my father this last Tuesday. I'm a new member of the care package and look forward to it every month. My father never joined, but often wished that you would put out a complete list of what you would be smoking on each show. That way he could go out and buy both cigars for the show each week. We do. Do you find gentlemen put out such a list and have I just missed it? Although I lost my father, I look forward to continuing our tradition of listening to you guys. Thank you for your time, and keep up the great work. Mr. J, please step up your game and quit tying ribbons around things. Sincerely, Chris. Hmm. Yes, we put out the cigar. We put up the show the day before the show. It lists on there what's going to be smoked on the show. It gives you 24 hours to get the cigars. This week, we didn't know what our second cigar was going to be till uh, late Thursday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. Sometimes right. it's earlier. Sometimes yeah. it's not till Friday. And the morning. care package one, they get them in a m- month earlier. If you want to do that, mm-hmm. um, while you can uh, before the prices go up. Ah, what? What? Prices are going up on everything, man. Yeah, no. Get ready. That's another bad. I got. I got plenty of bad news. You want some more <sighs> bad news? <clears throat> no. Prices are going up. Uh, joke and smoke. 
Joke and smoke. We got to pick a winner there. Oh, we have to pick a winner. Uh, since Tom's doing it anyway, I'm voting for number two. Yeah. The no, last, the num- last line was hysterical. The number two? The number two that voted for number the other two. number two. Number two, which is, uh, piece of shit. Scott. Yeah, piece of shit. Yeah. Scott. Not Scott. I don't mean Scott's a piece of no. shit. I mean, he Jonathan is. Yeah. 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 Thank you, sir. All right. So Scott wins, but still we got $200 riding on uh charity, right? What if we all lose? What if we don't have time to do it? I know. We better do something. Let's move along. Uh, the after show is going to be on Wednesday. The topic is going to be Nicaragua. Could there be an embargo? Cigar embargo with Nicaragua. We'll talk about that. This could get real. And uh, Joke and Smoke is this Thursday. Thursday. We will go live at 6.30 on the Cigar Authority this Thursday, a special episode of the Cigar Authority where we're going to uh, have dinner prepared by John Carney from the Cigar Authority cookbook. All the meals will be from there. Uh, There's lots of them. And we have four great comedians. And um, it starts at 6.30. We should be done by 9 o'clock, we're guessing. Mm -hmm. We're going to cram it all in. and uh, Cram it. We'll have some fun this Thursday night, which means the people who listen to us on Clubhouse, we're not there this Thursday, oh uh, but we will be on uh, the YouTubes, the Facebooks, mm-hmm. and the podcasts. I don't know if we'll put out the podcast. Okay. All right. It's time to ask the Don. It's time to ask the Don. Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. They're mellow and smooth, built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. And this week's question was submitted by Sam through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. I found a way to get through some other emails that aren't making it onto the segment. If they ask a question that could be answered Ah, by the Don, I'm letting them ask the question. There we go. And they win no prize. They win nothing. Uh, Can you say what their name is? Give them a shout out. His name's Sam. Sam. Sam writes... So I've only been smoking cigars for about six months now, and I've noticed that I do something that may be unusual. I always remove the band before I smoke, but everyone I've ever smoked with or seen me smoke a cigar left the band on until the cigar burns down. Is it a matter of preference, or am I an animal? You're an animal. Leave it, let it warm up anyway till it gets a little further down so you don't tear the wrapper when you, when you take no. it off. So if you're smoking... Uh, Bandolero, which doesn't have cellophane, if you're smoking a Padron, which doesn't have cellophane, they are not gluing those bands to the wrapper. So the the wrapper will come off a lot easier. You're still going to be digging at it with your fingernail, and you could nick the wrapper. But any cigar that comes in cellophane, like the Timeless that we smoked uh, the first hour, that band is affixed to the wrapper itself because they don't want the band to slide when they put the cellophane on. They use a little fruit pectin, and they touch it. literally glue it to the wrapper. Mm-hmm. So if you take that off early, especially with a delicate wrapper like what's on the Timeless Sterling, you're going to nick the wrapper almost every time. So you let that heat up, and you'll notice that the band starts to get loose from that heat, and then that's the time I mean, to take it off. Don't I mean, be an animal. If it's a Neanderthal, you'll need power tools to well, get yes, that off. Well, yes, you've got to use karate. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So Cigar Authority Cookbook is available. Michael Herklotz's uh, recipe is in there. You're going to want it. All the money goes to charity. It goes to Ironstone Farms. That's ironstonefarm.org. And it's a local charity here in Andover. They help uh, thousands of children and adults by combining several therapies into highly effective experiences. It's a horse farm. 
and the amazing things that they do. That's Pete, who I'm picking to uh, donate the money to when I kick everyone's ass at the All Classic right. Three Way. Wow. All right. It's very, very good. I would have studied if I knew. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So you didn't study, which makes it even better. So let's get to it. It's the Classic Three Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Who's, this is going to be important now. Who's our, who's our champion? I think it's Ed Sullivan. I feel like I haven't won in decades. Well, last week was Rainier. I think so before who, that it was Ed. I think it's Ed. Yeah, it really doesn't matter who goes first. You don't think so? Age, be- age before beauty. No. All right, I have three questions and one tiebreaker. This is important. This is 200 bucks now. No, no, it's big. Yeah? It's big. Now you're interested. Very interested. Yeah. This is my favorite game. Coin favorite segment. Play here. Okay, yeah. this is it. All right, uh, born today, Jimmy Kimmel. American television host, you guys start writing, comedian, writer, producer of the Jimmy Kimmel Show. They, they needed a host for the Jimmy Kimmel Show, and they, it was the only choice they had because mm. the guy's name was Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel hosted uh, the Primetime Emmys, the Academy Awards. He ho- co-hosted Comedy Central's The Man Show, Win Ben Stein's Money, if you remember that. Uh, Kimmel also was the producer of the show Crank Yankers. He was born today. Ed Sullivan, what year? 1973. 73. Says 1965. 65. I have 74. 74. And uh, 65 will take it at 67. Mr. Jonathan, point for you. And over to you, Mr. Jonathan. I hate Jonathan. <laughs> Carolyn Johnson. Oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah. Yeah, we, we oh. could hear you. All right. Your mic was on. You Ca- got the giggles today over there. <laughs> Live mic. Cam's got the giggles going on. <laughs> Carolyn Johnson. Any idea? Also known as? Carol, Carol Burnett. Whoopi Goldberg. What? Yep. All Is an right. American, how do, how I didn't think that was her real name. <laughs> Is an American actor and comedian. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg started her career uh, on stage in 1983 as a one-woman show, The Spook Show, which transferred to Broadway and was titled Whoopi Goldberg. Her film breakout came with Steven Spielberg's drama, The Color Purple. She was also in Ghost, Sister Act. She was born today, Whoopi Goldberg. 1950. 1950, says. 56. 56. I had 54. 54 for the point. 55 would have gave you two points. But Ed Sullivan's got a point. Mr. Jonathan's got a point. It's over to Barry Stein. He's a goose egg. I got three questions and one tiebreaker. Oh, my God. Are you having a stroke? Take, it, take your time. I'm, I'm having a, a problem with my spelling here. Oh, boy. Joseph, M-A-N-T-E-G. Mantenego. N-A. Joe? Joe, Man- Joe Mantega, right? Joe Mantega? Sure. Italian. Uh, Montagna? Joe Mantegna. It's 
I got them all stuck Don't together. Don't show it to I can't me. I show it to you, it. but it's all stuck together. Yeah. It, it didn't print well, right. Well, can you tell us something he was in? Yeah, he's the producer and director. It's film television, uh, best known for his roles in the box office, such as Three Amigos, The Godfather 3, The Last Dawn, The Rat Pack, Montaigne, okay, Joe Montaigne. All right. Has voiced reoccurring roles as a mob boss, as Fat Tony in the animated series The Simpsons. He's a cigar smoker. Joe Mantegna? 1949. I had 1943. 43. I have 44. 44. Fuck you. 44 for the point. He cheated. He, he didn't cheat. He it's had it written down. down. Um, You're not even writing anything down well, there. You want to talk about cheating? I am beyond reproach. <laughs> we, we have a winner. Mr. Jonathan is the winner. All right. Ed Sullivan came in second. Barry came in third. Ironstone Farms is the charity of my choosing. Oh, I thought you would have gone with gay men's health crisis. Uh-huh. Ironstone Farms. Tiebreaker was Russell Tyrone Jones. Died today. Oh, no. Who the hell is he? Also known as Old Dirty Bastard. ODB. ODB. ODB was an American rapper. He was the founding member of the Wu-Tang Clan, a rap group that primarily from Staten Island, New York, which rose to mainstream prominence. In Cash rules everything around me. 1993 debut album, Enter the Wu-Tang Clan. He died. Very important day for me. Oh, yeah. It was 2004. You were I would have said 97. I was making a cigar for them. Ah, they yes. They came to me. To make a machine-made cigar in boxes of 50, and I had Swisher producing it, and I had the whole office set up because they were flying in to come see me that Monday morning, and this thing was going to go unbelievable, distribution deal, the whole bit, the inside lid was going to change each and every month to a new group that they were promoting. They loved the idea, it was camouflage box, I was going to be rich and famous from this thing. And I get the phone call, and they said, Old Dirty Bastard died. And I said, excuse me? (laughs) They said, Old Dirty Bastard died. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? I had no idea what the hell the thing was. And they said, this guy, he's part of our crew. He's known as Old Dirty Bastard. He passed away. Something happened. Uh, We're not coming. We'll get back to you. I said, okay. And then I went and said to my wife, Hey, old dirty bastard died, and she said, "I heard." And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And uh, that was it. That was the deal was over. They never ended up coming out with, with the thing. Yeah, it was that close. Close, but no cigar. No cigars. Close, but no cigar. True story. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, rappers, uh, Dyson writes. I uh, just didn't make it into the list through the contact us page. I see Nas teamed up. Uh, to bring out Escobar cigars. That would yes. be a very different guest for you guys, especially since Dave seems to be clueless when it comes <laughs> to hip-hop culture. But I he know, was this close to meeting ODB. But, and I probably talked to him on the phone, maybe. I don't know. I doubt Because it. we had a lot of phone conversations, and I sent them pictures and stuff. But anyway, whatever ended up happening, um, the Nas guy, whoever Nas. Is, whatever, <laughs> um, he's got a trademark issue. Huh. With his logo. Mm-hmm. Because I know that logo from another cigar manufacturer. Really? And I'm like, holy shit. 
and I showed it to him. These hip hop guys, problem. These hip hop guys never steal shit, Dave. I no. can't believe it. No, the freaking music is all stolen. Yeah, it, it's not stolen. It's just homaged. Oh, homage. Sampled like they do with with uh, certain cigars on my thing. That's they play an homage to me, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's is that what it is. No. No. <laughs> no, no, that's theft. That's theft. Dave, Tom Criswell wants to know if you're down with OPP. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you know me. So clearly. <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, and pretty by the way, it was, it was Tom Criswell that uh, is, is paying the 200 bucks to Ironstorm uh. Farm. So thank you, Tom. All right. Huh. 200 Ironstorm Farm. I'm going to give thousands. That's just another 200 add-on to it. You, are you matching that, too? <laughs> did you say you were matching it? Or? Barry said he was matching oh, it. I tell you I, what, I you did make I did make a donation to Ironstone Farms already this year. I'll say this: you match it now, I'll still make my donation to my charity. Why don't you make it to Ironstone Farms and I'll match it? I was going to do a different charity. Uh, do Ironstone Farms and I'll do it right now. Hmm. All right, I'll match it. Wow! Okay, I'll, I'll bring in the check next Saturday, hand it to you personally. You don't need to hand it's it to Sullivan, me. Sullivan, you in? I don't know. Can I do it online? I don't know. If I can do I it online, think I think they take it. NFTs. You're all set. Yeah. All right, so I'll send them the Atabay. Yeah. Send that to me. <laughs> all right, that's it. We're going to go do the after show now. Next up, uh, next week, it's showtime. Time to piss off some manufacturers and make some happy. It's the contenders for the cigar of the year. The best new cigars of 2021 will be revealed. Until then, You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's quite possible that you learned something today, which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.